When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back to Hurt At Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me as well. We are about to play a little Hurt At Sports AMA, and that's brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. Dingman's has been in business for over 25 years in Omaha, 18 years running, best of Omaha, first place, and they can work on every make and model because they invest in the latest technology they are four great omaha area locations and i think i think i saw this on my facebook i think it is our friend darcy's birthday is it i think so oh happy birthday darcy if i'm correct i'm gonna say it anyway yeah happy birthday darcy it's it's somewhere around to this time now if we missed it that would be bad then happy late birthday darcy (laughs) uh we still appreciate you uh and we also appreciate dingman's give back program for every car they repair they give back to the community. So make sure you go check them out at dingmans.com. I'm sure you can ask Dingmans anything, too, about you, your car. You probably can. Be like, hey, I need a little help here. Mm-hmm. What can you do for me? Um, By the way, it's Jordan Montgomery who started in yeah, game, game two. two. Yeah, yeah, Which And you, we looked this up during the break. That's me. Squirrel. So All over. Max Scherzer, technically their number one starter, but they chose Nathan Avaldi for game one mm-hmm. of the ALCS because of – just how good he's been in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, he's, pitching really, really well. Yeah, he is feeling it. So, and you know, Scherzer does thrive at home, and, and we saw that when the Nationals were in the World Series. Like he's somebody that feeds off of that home crowd well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it also doesn't shock me that they they possibly may have saved him yeah. for that moment. I'm not going to say I know exactly what happened, but um, Scherzer pitches well at home. Yeah, absolutely. And Evaldi kind of pitches well everywhere in the postseason, so <laughs> you kind of just take it for what it is there. Um, all right, let's get into our AMA. You want to go first or me? Let's do it. First? I'll go. All right, let's. I think I went first last time, so you go. Did you? I think so. Hey, what traumatized you as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Getting deep. Um, you know, probably the same thing that still traumatizes me to this day. No, it's it, getting diagnosed with diabetes at seven was, like, pretty rough. Oh, man. It was on my seventh birthday that I got diagnosed, so that sucked a little, too, as well. Um, but it kind of just, I mean, just being totally honest, it really changes your whole, I mean, it flips your life upside down, right? Mm-hmm. Because everything is different. I'm, I'm really grateful that I actually don't remember much of, like, day-to-day life beforehand because I know people that have been diagnosed as adults and like they had a whole life before everything turned upside down and I feel really bad for those people because 
like I would be so resentful at that point, you know. But I was seven years old. At least I didn't really know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of have that attitude of like, oh, well, I guess this is just what life is now um, when you're a kid. But the way like – and it's still – Stuff that I've been, you know, unpacking for even as an adult where you're like, just you see the way that it affects you. Like, I'm I'm convinced it has a lot of, like, my anxiety stems from being diabetic because anytime I go anywhere, most of my thoughts are, okay, what are the things that could go wrong and what do I need to have with me to make sure that doesn't go wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know if you've ever been with me when, like, my insulin's run out or something like that. Usually, I have not. Usually I have something with me. There are times where I've forgotten it. I've had to, like, call my wife and be like, hey, can you bring it home from home? And she's great about it. But There like, was a show like well, that yeah, like a couple months ago. You need that. Yeah there, was, yeah, there was a couple months ago where, like, she had to stop by, bring me something. Because I thought I had everything with me, but the thing that I had was malfunctioning. And so it was this whole ordeal. And so that's where, like, a lot of my anxiety, because I'm, like, constantly preparing for worst-case scenarios because I have to. Mm-hmm. And so that's really hard to compartmentalize to one part of your life, right? So. Mm-hmm. Just being totally honest, yeah, it, when I was diagnosed with diabetes was definitely probably the most traumatizing. And that was so deep. I thought you were going to say, like, <laughs> running up the steps when you turned off the lights no. in the basement and, you know, everybody sprints up the stairs because they don't want the dark monsters nope. to come get you. Nope, it was that one. That one's real. It's or still- maybe, like, getting lost in a giant grocery sco- <laughs> store without, like, and you can't find your mom. And No, honestly, outside of that, like, pretty good childhood. Being mm-hmm. told, like, I, I don't have a lot of complaints, like, you know, and it, even with that, it was fairly normal, I th- you know, normal, whatever that is. But, like, I don't remember anything super weird. It's just, you know, you had this kind of whole thing hanging over it. What about you? Um, I would probably say that some of the shows that I – like Criminal Minds I would watch growing yeah. up. And, like, CSI Miami was one of my favorites. But that was more of, like – Criminal Minds is a little more disturbing or can be. Well, and – and I really think it has everything to do with the colors and the brightness of the show. Yeah, it is like a dingier-looking show. In CSI show. Miami, it's always bright, and right? The sun is out. Yeah. yeah, you get, like, those warm colors. And then when you yeah. watch Criminal Minds, it's always, like, night. Yeah. Anytime something bad happens, it's night. It's like, have you seen the movie Seven? Yes. It's all shot uh-huh. like seven, basically, like mm-hmm. with, like, dingy and dark and, yeah. So certain, like, shows like that would, like – and I would watch it before – I'd go to sleep. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just kind of what I, what we like to watch. And, and I'm, I'm really into crime shows still to this day. Yeah. But sometimes I'd go to bed and I'd be like, somebody's going to get me tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, I, get, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, um, I, that's honestly, that's part of the reason I don't watch that show is because it makes me paranoid. Like shows like that, it makes, because it, it kind of makes you believe there's like mm-hmm. bad people around every corner. And like, listen, I get there's a lot of bad people out there, but. For the most part, like that's a very small segment of right. society. But yeah, that's that's tough out there. Yeah, that you was gotta, a that was be, a rough one. Don't not let, as rough as yours. Don't, don't, by any means, I'm not trying to compare. Don't let your kids watch Criminal Minds, guys. <laughs> um, okay, here's one. What was a non-sports job you wanted when you were a kid, or at least when you were younger? A pilot. I you wanted, wanted to be, be a pilot. pilot. Like, I still want to be a pilot. Like a commercial pilot. I just want to know how to fly a plane. Okay. So I. So you could do it as like a hobby and you'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. you know, I just like being in control of the moving vehicle I'm sure. in. Sure, yeah, yeah. So whenever I drive home, normally I'm, like if Ashley was ever with me, I would drive, mm-hmm. the, I would try to drive the full distance just because I like being behind the wheel yeah. and I feel like I can stay more engaged that way. Sure. If I'm not, I'm probably sleeping. Sure, Right, because yeah, yeah. I just don't really want, I want to I want to pass the time quickly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I would love to be able to fly a plane because I like just being in control of the wheel. Sure, yeah, that's, uh, so my dad knows how to fly planes. Or like a, yeah, you said a non-sports job, right? 
right? Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's dream is to be that professional athlete. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I did an Osborne job, because everybody was like, yep. I'm yeah, I up. still want to be a pilot, though. Okay, that's cool. I would love to learn how to fly a plane. Yeah. Well, that's something you can do, too, mm-hmm. right? So that's A lot cool. of money, though. You have to really save. Like, invest in. To take to flight get, like, lessons. Yeah, yeah cause for I, sure. I think, if I remember correctly, I was talking to the guy at UNO that runs their flight program, and he told me, like, 10 Gs. Okay, yeah. So you really have to have You'll be like committed to it. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. committed for one, but yeah. two, the money to do it. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one. What was when, your job? When it, sorry, uh, when it comes to driving, would you invest in a self-driving vehicle? No. <laughs> no. So you, you're absolutely really not. all 100 percent all about the control yeah. of the wheel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I that just, would freak me. I out. like yeah. the feeling of yeah. knowing that I. I'm going to define what happens. Yeah. Right. You want to be in control of your own destiny. Correct. That you're like Will Smith and I robot. You're like, I'm not giving <laughs> a little <up."> bit. <laughs> a little bit. I don't trust the machines. <laughs> Which if you watch the matrix, that's smart. Um, <laughs> um, so I, you know, when I was a kid, pretty much every job that I thought of was sports related or that I like mm-hmm. thought I wanted to do. Um, PayPal wasn't the dream. <laughs> Listen, it's a uh, it's a very nice living that they help you provide, but yeah, I don't think anybody dreams of like, yeah, I want to work in risk and compliance. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The first job I got in risk, I I told my the person interviewing me that in the interview, I was like, they're like, what do you like about risk and compliance? I was like, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not like I grew up as a little kid thinking I was gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, if if Creighton called me tomorrow and asked me to be their head basketball coach, like you'd see a Robbie shaped hole in that door. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I like solving problems. I like figuring things out. Like, and, and this job, you know, allows a lot of those things, right? Uh, but for me, there was – so I don't know if a lot of people know this about me. I don't know if this was a dream job, but it's kind of like the path I ended up on for a while is I actually went to school to be a pastor. Did you really? Yeah, that's why I was at Nebraska Christian College was to, to be a pastor. Hey, are we talking to Matt Rule, Shane? <laughs> If oh, we different. die, we die. <laughs> he said that again in the newest I know. GBR Rewind. That's just my go-to now. Like, anytime I need to feel inspired, I just do it in my Matt, my best Matt Rule voice. Day after day after day. Uh, but, yeah, I went, to, I went to school to be a pastor. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, I kind of, like, got into it a little bit. And I was like, yeah. Well, that would make sense if you went to a Christian college. Yeah, and it was, you know, you know some Christian colleges have, like, other majors and stuff. This was, like, a, like a ministry school. Um, almost like a seminary kind of, but yeah, I, I got into it and I was like, yeah, this probably isn't for me, but like, that's, yeah, that's originally what I went for to school wow. for. Not, yeah, not a lot of people. That makes sense why I like to talk so much though. Sometimes <laughs> I, I had like the idea of being a priest yeah. growing up yeah. just because, you know, my well, uber Catholic went to Catholic school. Sure. Like, yeah. You know, there was that always that thought in the back of the head, but I decided that, um, marriage yeah. was was more up my alley than, there there are certain uh, aspects the of the priesthood lifestyle yeah. that that didn't fit me luckily with the uh with the non-catholic pastors you've got some a little bit more options <laughs> in that area right. <laughs> yeah you're kind of like a deacon uh coming up next we got two more questions each so we will continue mm-hmm. our herd at sports. i got a good sports question for you Ooh. because i think like, it's a good sports question from a fan's point of view. Okay, I've got two sports questions coming up because this is a sports show, allegedly, <laughs> here on Hernet Sports Radio. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities.